welcome to another episode of Too Young for This Trek. I'm Tyler, and I've read, like, read, <laughs> and I've seen no Star Trek. <laughs> Except for Picard. Yeah. Uh, I'm MC, and I've seen most of Star Trek at least once. And I'm Eric. I've seen uh, most of Star Trek about three times. I think we figured out. <laughs> and uh yeah today we're talking about star trek picard episode seven nepenthe i think that's how you pronounce it is that right nepenthe I could, yeah nepenthe. i could not figure out how to say that i kept like <laughs> i don't know and i i totally get now why i thought it was rurapenthe it sounds yeah. kind of yeah. similar but it's got the yeah. penthe or penthe part yeah yeah so um oh I, I did have an unfinished business section, but Troy's still not here. We went to the Speed Force to look for him and waited, you know, five, ten minutes. He didn't show up, so we just left. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll find Troy again one day. But anyways, um, you guys ready for me to do my summary? Yeah. Oh, Sounds right. good. So... The show starts with a flashback to three weeks ago when Commodore O met with a Agnes. <laughs> I should proofread my notes because it said anus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, That's uh, a typo. <laughs> yeah. So O does uh, a mind melt with her and shows her what will happen if synthetic life is allowed to exist. Uh, did you, did you just planet. call it a mind melt? Mind meld. Oh, okay. I may have said melt. My notes definitely <laughs> say melt, though. <laughs> a mind melt. She melted her mind. <laughs> I mean, she kind of uh, did, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the things are starting out good tonight. Um, <laughs> so uh, we see a planet, which is, I guess, an Earth, blow up. And uh, there's like some pointy-eared woman shoots herself amongst like other random flashes of things. Uh, Agnes vomits mom spaghetti and agrees to help she's asked to chew a tracking device and she looks really upset at the fact that she has to chew it versus swallow um so back in the future present the crew of the picard struggle to escape the cube's tractor beam once narc gets in a ship to follow them they're released from the tractor beam uh narissa which is his sister i know her last name is like rizzo but I was very confused when I found out her first name in the subtitles. It would say Narissa. And I was like, has MC been lying to me about her name being no. Rizzo? <laughs> <laughs> her name's um, Rizzo, for sure. Yeah, that's her last name. So it's Narissa Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, so she kills some XBs in an unsuccessful attempt to get information out of Hugh. Uh, she spares his life only because of the treaty with the Federation. Um, so Picard readies to light <laughs> the Picard, not, not the person, the ship, uh, readies to light speed. Agnes remembers Elnor still in the cube. So they try to retrieve him, but he stays behind to help Hugh and the ex-borgs. He was ultimately killed by Nerissa and tasks Elnor with activating the queen cell. Elnor finds a button and presses it, which lights up saying Fenris SOS initiated, whatever that means. Um, so, on Nepenthe, Picard and Soji are greeted by Riker and Troy's daughter, Crestra. There was just a bang in my house. <laughs> I'm assuming it was a cat jumping from something, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, that, that's normally what it is in my house as well. <laughs> it could have been gunfire. 
It's Jacksonville. So um, that's true. <laughs> Can confirm. Yeah. Duval. On their walk to Troy and Riker's home, Picard reveals to Soji that she's an android. Um, he tries to empathize with her, saying it must be hard finding out everything you know is a lie, but comforts her with the fact that her sister was real. Keyword was. Um, Picard catches up with Riker and Troy, while Crestra and Soji bond. Troy teaches Picard some humility. At dinner, Soji opens up to them and tells them about her dream of a planet with two red moons and lightning. Crestra texts some old guy named Captain Crandall, and he knows exactly where it is. Back on the Picard, Agnes has a mental breakdown as they try to lose Nark. Rafi loads her up with cake and milk until she vomits. Mob Spaghetti is ready. <laughs> uh, Rios has a talk with her about the possibility that Rafi is being tracked. Feeling guilty, Agnes replicates a Noranium hydride injector and puts herself in a coma, which makes the tracker stop working for some reason. Uh, free of Narek, the Picard finally arrives at Nepenthe and beams up Soji and Picard, but not before Crestra gives Soji her broken compass. Chekhov's compass? And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good rundown of the episode. I think you got everything. The first thing I Pretty wanted much. to talk about is um, kind of just everything Agnes does in this episode. Yeah, good starting point. We have the beginning where um, she's talking to Commodore O, and she show she does like the mind meld and. Right. She sees this exploding planet and like other bad things, I guess. <laughs> and um I don't know, she doesn't question it, which is weird to me. As a right. scientist, I would think she would question it some, but she just like what do you want me to what do you need me to do? So I thought that was, was weird. I was kind of wondering about that scene cuz and maybe MC can back me up on this, but usually aren't mind melds memories? experiences uh the memories experience feelings uh it's like you can just it's like packets of information almost like yeah so if if that's the case then how did she experience that you know what i mean like it seemed like that was first-hand experience could be time travel uh i'm trying to think uh because you definitely see her in some of the flashes yeah she's like in this circle with other people and there's like this green blast yeah it could also be be... um extracted memories from uh a romulan Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. which is why commodore o is like that or that's a good point uh, i mean can romulans do my melds do we know that what I don't know if that's been confirmed or not. I was wondering that myself because I don't yeah. think we've seen it in the show at all. No. But so is O I'm... for sure a Romulan or she? No, it's possible she's a Vulcan who's okay. been infected with this information like Agnes was uh, and yeah. is doing everything, even though she's not emotionally right. trapped by it, I guess. Uh, she's still acting for the betterment of sentient life, I guess. Well, so uh, Commodore, sorry, (laughs) Commodore 
I, I can't say Commodore. There we go. <laughs> Commodore O. <laughs> I think in the first episode, uh, we saw something on her desk and it looked like a Vulcan symbol. So I think that was hmm. kind of hinting that she's Vulcan, but maybe working for the Romulans for some reason. But I have another theory here. Uh, she was wearing the shades in this scene. And we uh-huh. mentioned this in a previous episode. If she is from the mirror universe, that could be a memory from the mirror universe that she's trying to use to influence Agnes in some way. Maybe. That's yeah. very possible. I mean, it seems a little convoluted, though, so I don't know. When she took <laughs> the glasses off, I kind of expected, like, some reveal. Like, she was, like, missing an eye or something. I don't know. Like, they, like, really, like, zoomed in on her removing yeah. the glasses. So I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, something. And then it was just no. She yeah. just has glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, hey. the other thing about Agnes is much later on, like, she like injects herself with that stuff because she feels guilty, I guess, about the tracker. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't uh, well, know. I thought that was really weird because she was like, you know, she was wanting to go home without even destroying Soji, but she was like, so like, you know, she had like enough conviction to carry through with killing Maddox. So it just seems really weird that she would back out after doing that she seems really conflicted um in this episode uh like not just what she's doing but who she's working with Mm -hmm. and why she's working with them Uh, that seems to all end up in this place where she pretty much almost takes her own life she's in a coma yeah Yeah, i thought she was killing herself i i didn't expect her to be in a coma attempt now, there's another way to read it that maybe she's trying to destroy the tracker in her system. Even maybe. though she knows there's going to be bad side effects and she's yeah. changing from the uh, let's kill all synthetic side back to Picard's side. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird to me that she would have the conviction to kill Maddox, a person she like knows and loved. But then she's like backing out as far as you know everyone well, else's life and taking down soji that that's probably the first time she's killed anyone imagine yeah. how emotionally traumatic it must be for her especially mm-hmm. when that person is someone she loved yeah so well, ma- maybe it's got her changing her mind about the whole thing maybe and killing sentient life forms yeah i don't know what do i know i've never killed anyone <laughs> <laughs> exactly like, neither have I. <laughs> well, yeah. Eric's real quiet there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a given. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I think maybe because of the mind meld that really affected her in some way. Uh, because in previous movies and shows, when someone mind melds with someone, they kind of take a part of that person. Does that make sense? So there, she's not, she hasn't quite been herself since then, I'm assuming. I don't know. So, like, she could take on, like, some of uh, Commodore O's, like, I don't know, personality Ka. or something? Yeah, it's Katra, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, Katra or Ka or something. It, it, it definitely starts with a K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, go watch it, Star Trek like 3. A, <laughs> it's like a bit of their soul. Yeah, okay. exactly. So maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah, yeah. Um, what else... Uh, there's the whole cake eating scene. Yeah, that was interesting. I like they tried to make. I don't know. You were seeing Agnes like childlike 
sweet Agnes, yeah. which is, you know, like, I don't know. It's interesting after seeing her kill someone. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, uh, Rafi's like, oh, Auntie Rafi's going to hook you up. And she's like, does that mean cake? <laughs> um, yeah, also, but- she ate three slices of cake. Um, she was eating a chocolate cake when he see it and she like vomits and she vomits up what looks like blood and Rios is like, is that blood? And Rafi's like, no, red velvet. But she was eating a chocolate cake at that point. So I guess Ooh. maybe she had a red velvet cake previously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, and, and there's not much else with Agnes other than like... She seems like traumatized by Bruce's yeah. death and what uh, her yeah. part in it. It seems so. She seems like she, she just wants out of this whole situation. Yeah, yeah. It, and um, taking the injector um, definitely takes the tra- tracker off of her. Mm-hmm. But it's put her in a coma, so we still don't know how that's going to turn out for her. But she seems out of the picture at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Eleanor now? His stuff's pretty oh, short. Yeah. We uh, see Eleanor is on the cube. He tries to rescue Hugh, and he he fails. Yep. Yeah. That was pretty cool, though. When he <laughs> uh, takes like the like throwing knife out of Hugh and throws it at um, Narissa. <laughs> yeah yeah that was yeah. nuts and she like uh phased away just in time yeah that's pretty cool but yeah <laughs> the whole scene of like them trying to get information of where um picard is mm-hmm. and uh soji went uh oh, god the killing of the ex-borg by the romulans it's so bad oh the part where they like lined him up yeah. Oh, that was rough. And they make they make you watch, which is the worst bit. Yeah. And then she's it was literally like a firing like, squad. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, if it wasn't for the treaty, treaty, you'd be dead as well. Yeah. Which happens anyway. So the Romulans <laughs> have broken the treaty at some uh, in in this cube. It seems. Well, so they waited until, have... like, Hugh was basically planning to attack them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they're claiming that he broke the treaty. Yeah. So they're... It's a little okay. confusing because yeah. we, we're not getting a lot of information. We're just getting context clues here and there. Um, whereas, like, a lot of the, you know, classic Trek episodes, it would spell it out pretty plainly. So there's pros and cons with that. I kind of like that we're kind of figuring it out as we go, but it's also kind of like, uh... You know, yeah. you got to speculate a lot, you know. Uh, so what do you think's up with this queen cell? What's activating it going to do? Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering that myself. <laughs> do you think, do you think it's going to call more Borg? And is it going to like connect them back to the Borg? Maybe. Yeah. Or do you it, think these... that maybe the, there is a queen on board and she's in hibernation or something? Like she's maybe he's trying oh my to release God. the queen. There's so many ideas that could happen in this bit because yeah, 
like we don't all know everything. Like we've only ever seen one Borg queen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Picard. Well, well sort of two, <laughs> because uh, there's multiple copies of her, right? Yeah. Because there was um, one in Voyager, but the one in First Contact got destroyed. Yeah, but the. So we don't know what the room is for, other than they transported to get the queen away. Mm-hmm. So there could be literally anything in there. Yeah, I know Hugh said he was self scared of the power of it. Yeah. So right. I don't know. Self destruct. Maybe he can control the, the exports or something. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. Um so no Eleanor <laughs> like clicks a button. It it looks like a dog tag and he like squeezes it and it says Fenris SOS initiated. Any clue what that is cuz I have no clue. No. Yeah, I didn't But catch they like that. zoom in on it. So I was like maybe this is important. I don't know what Fenris is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will be important at some point, but I have no idea. Okay. I feel like I uh, should I, know. I know who Fen- Fenris is in North Mississippi mythology but other than right, that he's not. he's the giant wolf right yeah from ragnarok he's a shape yeah he's a shape-changing wolf huh oh <laughs> that's interesting there's a lot of well okay so the romulans have a lot of mythology connections so there could be something to that yeah okay that's interesting um anything else happened with elnor i know he does like some pretty cool action i gotta say i was just happy to see him honestly with the yeah. way that last episode ended yeah, with the uh oh, there's a sad scene of Hugh dying as well, and yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but it, it's mostly just Eleanor being a badass and mostly getting Hugh uh out of danger, and then him dying. So, mm-hmm. it it it's kind of hard to sum up Eleanor's part in this episode, other than. Did you just call him Eleanor? Yeah, I think I might have. Uh, We're going to call him Eleanor from now on. Um, uh, but yeah, he, like he, he does all these cool samurais and jumps and stuff, but um, yeah. it, 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 it's, it comes to a point where we just don't know what's happening with him because he's stuck on this ball cube now. And, and Rios and else, the crew abandoned him. Yeah. What's up with that? Oh, I mean, he asked them to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he well, told okay, him to go. Rios and Rafi forgot about him, but Agnes <laughs> remembered. <laughs> yeah. So. Man, poor Elnor. Yeah. So, Elnor. Yeah. So actually, <laughs> um, when I post these uh, on Instagram, it I, it does like a, I do these videos and it puts like words. It like, it like figures out what I'm saying and it changes Elnor's name to Eleanor in that. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about what's going on on the ship? Sure. Because there's some interesting stuff there because we've got uh, Rios. I I thought he was suspicious of Agnes, thinking that maybe she had a tracker of some sorts by saying, you know, confronting her and being like, maybe Rafi has got one. She got off and, you know, she wasn't coming back and then she decided to come back for some reason. Um, but then he gets back up to like the front of the ship and he's talking to Rafi and he makes a joke about, they make a joke about like throwing her into space. (laughs) Yeah. So 
I'm like, maybe he did really think that she had a tracker. No, uh, I think he really thinks it was Rafi. Uh, hmm. Maybe even up until the point after Agnes has done the thing to herself. Yeah. Like, it, it injected herself with that oh, neuro- neurochemical? Um, I wrote down the actual word it said. What was it? Noranium hydride. There we go. Yep. Whatever that is. But yeah, I I don't know. Um, previous episode, Rafi and uh, Rios had like a pretty big like a heart to heart. Like she was obviously depressed about her son. And I don't yeah. know how he could be suspicious of her after that. But yeah. But they also seem to be somewhat friends. So I don't know. Well, I mean, well, we- he might also be blinded because he had sex with Agnes. True. Yeah, that's probably part of it. <laughs> but maybe Rafi has uh, more of a past than we know about, you know? Yeah. yeah. There is also that. Yeah. I mean, she Could drinks be and smokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever that vape is, it po- probably isn't good for you. <laughs> um, so just a random thing. When uh, they're like uh, trying to outrun Ark, I like how Rios is just like sitting... The, like, posture of how he sits in his, like, chair in that stressful situation. He's just, like, so relaxed. Like, he just, like... He, he, like, sitting there. He's so cool. Yeah. He was sitting there playing with his, like... Yeah. He was sitting there playing with his, like, Rubik's Cube thing or whatever the whole time. Oh, no, that was Narek. I was talking about Oh, Narek, I'm sorry. Oh, shoot, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, how Rios (laughs) just, like, sits in, like, the command chair. He's just, like... You know, kind of like, like slumped over. Down in it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not like stressed out about it. He's just like chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but every time the ship catches up with him, he's sitting up a little bit more. Did yeah. you notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it shows him getting out of his comfort zone and like him discovering, oh, we're being tracked in some way. Yeah, I, I guess he was, like, so confident in his abilities at the beginning, and then he just kept coming back, so, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that would really mess with you, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. It seemed think... like his plan would have worked, right? Like, under normal circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah. I was, like, yeah. His plan was basically, like, in movies, when you're being chased by someone, you slam all brakes, and then they go around you. <laughs> 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 Which, um... That, that, that kind of was his um, plan, yeah, yeah, but when and, you're uh, traveling faster great. than light, you know, you can stop and then you can <laughs> zoom off somewhere else, you know? Uh, there was a great scene in Pineapple Express where they tried that and they're just like, why are you stopping? Because <laughs> 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 of the people yeah. just stop also and shoot at them. <laughs> but, yeah. There was a really good scene in this. Uh, I think it was between Agnes and Rafi. Uh, but uh, she mentioned she was like the wreckage of a good person. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a good line. Yeah, it was a very emotional episode. Yo, Everyone yeah. had lots of and feelings. We haven't even oh, got yeah. to the really emotional part. <laughs> we already talked about Hugh dying. <laughs> oh. Hugh dying was really bad, uh, but it was rough. Th- there's some, there's some Respect. real hot like Yankers in this episode, like finding out about the Rikers. Yeah. Well, first of all, just them, just Picard and Riker reuniting for the first time in however many years. Yeah. I think it was 15, yeah. something like that. 
Yeah, I think it's a lot of something like that. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty emotional, especially f- for I don't know how you felt about it, Tyler, because you're like, who is this guy? But uh, for, you know, those of us that grew up watching TNG, that was a really uh, poignant moment. Um, and then, of course, yeah, I know, mean, I got that probably reveal. not on the same level as you, but I mean, I, I could see, you know, how they care for each other and all that. Yeah. They had a nice big hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was cool. It was nice. Yeah. You know? Um, so uh their son Thad. Um yeah. was he on uh TNG or No. Oh, okay. Because they had that picture, I guess it was probably just Photoshop then, of uh yeah. Picard like holding him as a baby. Yeah. So, okay. I yeah, didn't know if maybe time... like the last season or something. That was a thing. <laughs> Well, the last uh, the last we saw of Riker and Troy was when they got married, which was in the last movie. Uh, it's mm-hmm. actually the best part of that last movie. Um, but yeah, uh, we haven't they didn't have any kids at the time. What's interesting with them is they were kind of on again, off again throughout the entire show. Um, but then, you know. They got married at the very end. Um, Yeah, so we don't really see them have their kids so this is the first introduction to their kids um in anything yeah uh and i think um well thad and is it kestra kestra yep yeah uh i i I like how um we sort of get a bit of like their relationship through our mm-hmm. first meeting of Kestra as well because she's dressed up like um a wild girl of the woods or something oh, she looked like she was like cosplaying princess mononoke yeah and I don't apparently know who that is. You sent me a picture oh. of her earlier, and I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anime, and you should watch it, especially on the show. What anime is it? Uh, Princess Mononoke. <laughs> oh, okay, that's the name of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's the name, and that's also the character. <laughs> hey. uh, yeah, it's a Miyazaki we'll movie. It's great. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen any of those. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Miyazaki's great. And you got like six, 60 seasons worth of material for your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, we get a great, like, it, her first, it, she's holding a bow and arrow and there's bunny corns. <laughs> right, space bunnies. Yeah, I was watching bunnies. this with my fiance and she, she, we actually own rabbits. She's obsessed with like rabbits and cats and stuff. Yeah. So, so they also have really those in Dragon Quest. But with the unicorn horns and everything? Yeah, I, I think they're called wow. like bunny corns also. <laughs> yeah i've never played a mainline dragon quest game but i've been playing dragon quest builder 2 lately and they're definitely in that at least you you kill them and you get meat from them but you know oh, okay you know just like in the show they turn them into sausage so they're good eating <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> I wonder how those taste but, well um one thing that um is talked about in this one uh in this episode is the venom sacks of the bunny corn Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> that was you, a nice touch. Do yeah. you think the venom comes through their horn? Like they stab you with it? Or you think they oh, just I bite don't know. You? Probably. That's kind of badass. 
Um, there was a line in here where uh, Kestra was like, I think it was Kestra that was threatening uh, Picard with the bow, and he said something about his duritanium heart, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. I um, thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what's up he, with that? His, his heart's pure. Um, is it duritanium? I think so. Yeah, he's I wrote it down. definitely. I, don't know. I spelled yeah, it. Yeah, right. it's duritanium. Um, yeah. He, he says, you, you might want to point that at my head. My heart's pure. Uh, it, no, wait, solid uritanium so i'm gonna take the um spot uh of troy for a second and i'm gonna (laughs) explain an episode (laughs) so there was this one time with q where um q um decides to take uh picard back in time uh (laughs) to change one instant in his life where he gets stabbed in the heart from behind by um an alien and by doing this, he never seems to take risk or get promoted through Starfleet, and it changes his whole life, and he decides that, in the end, he wants to get stabbed in the heart, and that's how he has an artificial heart. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That was a good summary. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, though, it's actually a really well-done episode. It's, um, yeah, it's really good. It, it sounds yeah. ridiculous. How do they like a lot of these summaries do? Like a lot of these summaries do, you know. (laughs) Uh, well, Q's fifth dimensional, so yeah, time is meaningless to him. Yeah, Yeah. it's like walking down to the corner store. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm hoping if we continue watching Star Trek, uh, we we can get some of the next generation stuff for you to watch, and maybe that can be one of the episodes. I would say that has to be one of the episodes. That's, no, that's like easily but, one of my top ten. Yeah, yeah. It we we she and she actually points the arrow at his head. That's <laughs> that's where that ends up. Yeah. Um. So do you think he had met her before? Because it had been like fifteen years, and she's probably like fifteen because she knew who he was. Mm. I guess she's seen pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and like, he seems to know her. Yeah. I like all the uh, questions. Uh, is he your grandpa? Is he your father? <laughs> yeah. J- just yeah. like straight out with it. Like, and, and so she's like, no, he, he, we're not related. And <laughs> she's like, I don't even know oh. them. And it's during this bit where they're following the broken compass uh, where Picard mentions data. And immediately, uh, Kestra's like, oh, you're an android? And Soji starts freaking out. Yeah. And then yeah. she's just talking about, like, everything being fake. And Picard, like, I was laughing when he was just like, <laughs> no, no, your sister. She was real. I'm sorry she's dead. it's like maybe not the best time (laughs) yeah like everything you know is fake except for your dead sister (laughs) (laughs) she's like what (laughs) yeah Yeah. picard's like has no empathy like he's very bad (laughs) at connecting with people well that's why he had troy on the enterprise exactly uh, so I don't know if you remember, Tyler, uh, I think we mentioned this last time, but Troy is an empath. So yeah, I remember that. That's her whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fully um, understand what that means. Like, is it like in well, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, I forgot her name. But oh, Mantis. Character. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
a little bit like that. Um, there was actually a moment in this episode. I don't know if you noticed where I think she touched Picard oh, yeah. or like when she looked at him, she kind of, she noticed something and, um, well, she mentions that she like couldn't read Soji. Yeah. But well, that's before cause... that, uh, Picard in, uh, like after they first meet and they hug, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, yeah. she's looking at, at him and she's like on the verge of tears and Picard's just like, I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, because I think she can read that he's slowly dying or has that oh, condition yeah. or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I I caught a, I caught that one time when she mentioned not being able to like fill Soji's like get a reading on her, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And also in that same scene where after Riker and Picard meet, uh, where they talk about not being able to pick up Soji's emotions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually full on mentions that Picard's exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she can obviously feel that as well. Uh, I thought she could just look at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. Um, you guys? Troy! Wait, Tyler, what show are we reviewing? Uh, episode 7, Picard. Of, w- of what? Picard. Star Trek Picard? Star Trek Picard. Oh, thank God. I'm back. I'm back. back. (laughs) Oh, did you actually, did you get to watch it? Did you see it in the speed? Have you seen season three? No, I've been, I've been on another earth and we've been watching Star Wars because on that earth, the Star Wars movies don't, they're bad. And then Star Wars is a TV series that people like, but the movies are bad. And Star Trek is a movie series that people like. And there's only been one good show. And it was weird. It was a weird place. Anyway, how's it going, guys? Yeah, welcome back, man. I'm so happy to be free. Missed you. You look so much older. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I've been... Um, I, I made a promise to Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, our number one fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. our number one fan. Um, he wants to know about uh, bunny corn sex. Essentially, well... <laughs> Is there some magical time that they need to reproduce? Do you believe? Do you think that's what their venom sack is for? You guys Warplay? got a really weird episode on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about bunny corn sex? What? It was requested Bill? by our number one fan. This is fan service. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're bunnies. I guess they have a lot of sex. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe? It, I don't know. Uh, so, some of Bill's um, uh, ideas, they can only mate when there are two full moons and they ejaculate from their twisty <laughs> horns. Three full moons and spray them like water and full on gremlins. Do gremlins have a lot of sex? Uh, no, so you, you spill water on gremlins and they multiply. Oh. I ended up watching, Mm. like, half of Gremlins the other day uh, at my sister-in-law's house. It was just on when we got there, and we just left it on. And, y'all, I've only seen Gremlins once before, is what I realized when I was watching that. Only one Uh, time. I've never seen Gremlins. (laughs) I've heard Gremlins 2 is the superior Gremlins, though. What? No, the first one. (laughs) Definitely My recollection is that Gremlins 2 is just Gremlins 1, but, like, in a mall. I don't know. Something um, like that. Uh... Michael Williams from It's a Duck Blur, it's a Duck Blur mm. which is now 
Sarah and Michael Save Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's his favorite movie of all time. So, all right, yeah, that's a good so endorsement. I assume it's good. I don't know. Hmm. Um. So can I tell you about Andy Dick learning about the Doctor's dick, Tyler? Sure. I I would. I insist you do. <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i didn't mention this on the previous episode i was i was was outraged eric i was yelling at my ipod (laughs) my ipod i don't have an ipod i was yelling at my podcasting (laughs) device going he told andy dick that he made himself a dick because this one time uh tyler you you remember surely that the doctor's a hologram on voyager Uh well this one time they found a series of relays that allowed voyager which was trapped in the delta quadrant to communicate with the ship on uh in, in the alpha quadrant but uh it was the ship oh the other ship is flying it's gonna go out of range of the communication soon oh we have to send a message but we can't figure out what we can send should we send just like a text message that says yo dog please stop voyager Heart, hugs and kisses Nah, that would be too hard to send that text message instead we'll compress a sentient hologram and send that instead because it'll be better and faster for some reason so they send the doctor <laughs> uh through these relays and he ends up on the ship in the alpha quadrant and oh no what's that the crew's all dead and oh no what's that there's romulans all over the ship but hey he's 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 in sickbay so he goes hey computer activate emergency medical hologram because that's what he is and so he expects for another one of himself to pop up instead it's andy dick and andy dick's like i'm better than you and the doctor's like yeah well i've had sex and he's like we can't have sex we don't have penises and he's like i made some enhancements to my program and you know what i mean (laughs) and then andy dick is like will you show me your dick will you show me your dick i want to see it Does he? And then they... That's a pretty accurate Which, which is something you expect from Andy And then Dick. they kill all the Romulans and save the ship, and he goes back home. Oh, that's right. There are Romulans in that episode. Yeah, it's a Romulan yeah. episode. It's the Tal Shiar. And, and, and the Romulans in that episode... One really I think it's the thing. only Romulan episode in Voyager. Uh, no, there's another good one where they get another time that they can send a message to the Alpha Quadrant. They actually figure out how to teleport someone from the Alpha Quadrant. They teleport him to their ship. And he's like, listen, I can't take you back, but I'll tell Starfleet that you're here. And then they send it back. And they're right. like, hey, we looked it up. And that dude died like 20 years ago. So we weren't talking to a Romulan from our time. We were talking mm-hmm. to a Romulan from way in the past. And he probably never got to yep. tell them that we're still alive out here. But... That's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the most important thing in this episode, which is that the Romulans have developed a super important advanced technology since the last time we saw them on The Next Generation. And that is a holster for their guns. Because in Next Generation, (laughs) they have baskets on their hips. Just big, giant baskets on their hips. And in this one, they actually have a little little clippy holster, like for your cell phone. And that's the most important advancement that's happened in the future of the the past of the future. Thanks. Uh, so another advancement they may be made is why do they always, why, why does Norik always have that earpiece in his ear? Yeah. Wouldn't you not trust what him? What is it? Uh, I don't I mean, know. I assume it's his AirPods, Some right? Communi- I don't know. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I think it's a Hearing listening uh, device slash communicator. So his, tell she uh contacts know exactly who so it's talking a bluetooth to and what headset? he's saying it's airpods yeah essentially <laughs> yeah. and so but he yeah. wears it when he's in bed with soji yeah that's weird so they're just listening in the tell she don't trust anyone they they need mm-hmm. to keep mm-hmm. tabs on all their spies all the time question what 
playlist does Snarek have playing on his AirPods while he's having sex with the <laughs> robot? I wanna lick, 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 his funky sex track. There it is, of course. Why did I even ask? Yeah, what, 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 Could be what like silly sad question is that? Klingon opera. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, Troy, um, we have talked about basically everything except for we had just gotten to uh, the name of the episode, which is Nepenthe. So, that's what we're talking about. Wait, you've talked about everything except for everything that happens on Nepenthe? Yes. That's all. That's the well, whole thing. <laughs> yeah. We were saving, we were building we up were saving to the it. best for last. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've talked about everything that happened with um the, Hugh okay. and Rip uh Eleanor Rest in peace. and everything with uh the Picard. <laughs> yeah, they abandoned Alpha the on the board cube. What's up with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 We we did all that, um, so now we're just covering the stuff yeah. on the we'll, we'll right. catch you at the end with uh I'll ask you some random questions to see what your theories are. Okay. So, yeah. Troy, how much did you cry when Picard and Riker had it that hug? It was so good. It was so good. I, this, <laughs> right? This, right? This episode is the episode that made me wish I hadn't watched the previews for this show because yeah. some of, some of the best Riker-Picard moments were in the previews, and I wish they hadn't been. That's right. Because- That part on the mm-hmm, bench? The part on the bench. Mm. I got- <sighs> He's like, thanks I for not admit, I got really emotional. He's like, I know better. Like, ah- that was so good, but I'd already seen yeah. it in the previews, so that kind of bummed me out. But Right. Um, I actually got more emotional when I saw it in the preview than when yeah, I saw it in yeah. the show. <laughs> I think I did like that, that really hit me really hard, even though it was like a 30-second you know, little mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> um, so my favorite Picard-Riker moment is when uh, Riker is like, so remember when you were going to go save all those Romulans? Mm. Do you remember what I said? <laughs> <laughs> and Picard's like, do you always want to be our steep in Romulans? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, exactly. What's yeah. the uh, <laughs> Newton's uh, fourth rule of thermodynamics? No good yeah. deed goes unpunished. And, and, and it's like, well, if Riker warned him, it's all Picard's fault. I, I, listen, I understand that like we're dealing with some really important political stuff in the whole galaxy here on Star Trek Picard, mm-hmm. but... I want Star Trek yeah. Riker, where it's just like a whole show of Dad Riker hanging out and being a dad. Like <laughs> I, I would watch that show every week. He's he's just he's the best. I heard people I saying he should get a cooking show spinoff. Oh my god! I love yeah. it. <laughs> Dude, that pizza looks so freaking good. I have good. to. I have to real quick. I have to mea culpa for uh, comments that I made in the heat of being pissed off about the Enterprise finale a few episodes ago because. Uh, I was yelling right. about uh, how Riker shows up at the end of Enterprise, and I referred to him as Fat Riker in a way that when I heard it later, I was really upset with myself for it because my problem was not anything to do with Riker's weight. Uh, Jonathan Frakes had, had put totally. on a little weight. That's fine. He's earned it because he was like 15 years later. My problem was they were trying to have him 15 years later pretend that he was him from 15 years ago, and it just didn't make any sense. So I want to apologize for... Try using language that was like fat shaming because I didn't like it at all and it made me really upset. Having said that, I love Dad Riker so much and I want a whole show about him doing anything because he's just the best and he's got a big <laughs> smile and it's it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad Riker's the best. Mm-hmm. I liked his whole family. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. they all had like you know 
it seemed like real. They, they did good yeah. acting. Like even his daughter was, yeah. you know, she was fun. Hang on. Wait, Tyler. Uh-huh. Did you realize who his wife was? Troy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was you. <laughs> I made sure to tell you about Troy multiple times because I knew she was going to be on the show. Well, I didn't really understand who Troy was until the last episode. <laughs> so I think she's come yeah. up three times, but um, <laughs> their daughter's great. Uh, holy shit, the, their son is tragic. Right. Oh my god. That yeah. was just, that was heartbreaking. Just. And it was really clever because, like, just the fact that they were not only telling us that he existed, but that he's no longer with them. Yeah. Like, that reveal yeah. was... It was, was kind rough. of how oh, Picard God. told um, Soji that, his, that her sister was real but dead. So. <laughs> yeah. At the worst possible yeah. moment, too. Um, I... Yeah. The... While you figure out that thought, man, this episode's kind um, of a downer. I thought it was cool. Oh, yeah. well, I thought it was. I liked how they tied um, their son's death into um, like synthetic life, like not like being outlawed. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice touch. Oh yeah, like if sig- synthetic life hadn't been outlawed, he would have survived. Yeah, it would have been something. like simple, apparently. Yeah. That is the thought I was struggling yeah. to formulate, except you said it backwards, because what you meant to say was you didn't like that, because it was... I thought but it was so I did like it. it. I just... I, it I didn't... liked how it all tied together. Okay, but what was the line? We needed to ferment <laughs> the virus in a positronic brain? Like, what are you talking... I Listen, mean... I'll go with you. It was a silicone-based really disease. Like, technobabble in Star Trek. But that, I was like, huh? Y- what? I don't know. What I don't understand mean? what positronic means. So, you that's, know, that's the kind of brain that that data's got. Okay, but what does that so mean? They, they needed well, we... they needed to just crack open data's head and dump some virus into his brain and let it stew for a while, and then Thad would have drank it, and then he would have been fine. I guess. <laughs> I, I I'm sure it was an injection of antibodies in some mm. sort of fashion. I, just, I don't know. All, all the crazy future tech we have in Star Trek, and that one just—I was like, "What? Huh?" Is it? Is it I, I, I didn't. I didn't need more reasons to be upset that synthetic life was banned. Like, hey, Picard, Star Trek Picard, not not Picard the person. You've got me on board with this idea that that the Federation made a mistake. You don't need to be like, and also they killed Riker's son. <laughs> I know. I liked it because, <laughs> yeah, I don't really get the point of synthetic life in this show that's because you don't know data yeah like but it's weird to have people making people because i feel like um i still feel like maddox is a bad person like he just made soji and dodge to be tools like um i kind mm, of so i think uh, that there's 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 uh so way back when Maddox first appeared in Star Trek The Next Generation, season two, episode five, Major of Man. Um, I think it's episode five. <laughs> uh, the, the whole argument was we can't, like, <laughs> what you want to do is break down data so you can make real robots, but that's just going to lead to making a slave race. And Maddox was like, oh, dip, you're right. I did not realize that's what I was doing. So when we see the synthetic life forms on Mars that are a slave race, I think that's not what Maddox was going for. He was going for more autonomous. Right synthetic life forms 
which Soji and Dodge are weird because they are like kind of that, but also kind of not. But but why? But also Measure a Man, great title for the episode where Andy Dick tries to see the other hologram's dick. (laughs) (laughs) I should be clear. He wanted to see the uh the 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 programming programming oh he wanted to see the code for his dick right he he wanted (laughs) to see the matrix text going down the screen that represented his dick okay got you he wanted to steal his dick i think that he offered to give him his dick i think that the doctor was like do you want this dick you can have his dick <laughs> Real quick, since since we are talking about that episode, something that's always bothered me about Voyager is that when the doctor is he's transferred somewhere else, why isn't there a copy of him back on Voyager still? Um because You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like No, I got I got you on this one. Uh you see, Star Trek okay. takes place in an alternate timeline that started when the Vulcans <laughs> uh not first appeared for first contact, but they went back to yeah. um uh West Virginia or something like that to Paul's to Paul's grandma you remember she went back and she accidentally crashed right, on her I remember that, yeah. and that set up a divergent timeline a weird from episode. our timeline and almost everything is the same from our timeline to that timeline except for that uh in their timeline there was a world war three that happened behind the scenes in the 90s that nobody knew about where Khan Noonien Singh was in charge of a uh, race of superpower beans yeah and also they never I always thought they were kind of trying to wreck on that. They never <laughs> invented the copy function on their computers in that timeline. So there's only cut and paste. There's no copy function at all. <laughs> Other than that, it's pretty much the same. Fair enough. Uh, well, yeah, I can buy that. I'll roll with on it. On about um, like weird things uh, that happen to synthetic people and their body functions, mm-hmm. um, the mucus... <laughs> They, they, them discussing mucus and Dida not having it, and apparently Soji and Dodge have mm-hmm. it, and it's something Data would want. That that was, that scene was so hitting as well. Like she's finding mm-hmm. out about her dad, who she has no yeah. idea about, and, from this little kid who like and it's absolutely just... adores her dad, even though she never met him either. But she knows everything about yeah. him. So please tell really... me there's like a whole episode dedicated to Data, Data just being like, I don't have mucus, like. That's like the plot of the episode. <laughs> it's like we got to get this man some goddamn mucus. No, there's um, a lot of stuff about him no. trying to whistle. It's this one time when he remembers a joke and it makes him laugh so hard that he starts crying and then gets scared and he can't defend himself. But that's because he has his emotion chip in. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't think it's mucus. There is an episode where he tries to be a comedian, mm-hmm. um, which is a very oh, weird God. episode. Is there yeah, an episode where he tries to ballroom it's dance? It's not great. Yeah, yeah. I think is that might be a separate one. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I believe that's in Data's day because I think he's learning how to dance for the wedding of. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's like my favorite character in Star Trek, and his name is gone. Chief Miles O'Brien. There it is, and Keiko. Ah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, uh, they're getting yeah. married. So that's the to get Data's Day is the one where he's writing a letter to Maddox saying like, hey, here's what I do in my day-to-day life. I go dance with <laughs> Beverly Crusher because Beverly Crusher, turns out, is also a super talented dancer and choreographer and also did all of the choreography and puppet animations in the Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we talk about how um, from the end, uh, like, like we, we've always known like Riker's fairly smart and like, Mm-hmm. He's into jazz and mm-hmm. like smart all that people. Stuff. When, when did we? 
when did he become Sherlock Holmes? And with how he like <laughs> broke down his deduction of everything that was going on. That that yeah. totally worked for me because it was Picard. If anybody else showed yeah. up like that, I don't yep. think he would have been able to do it. But he knows it, Picard so well that he was just like, all right, here's he what's going on, right? It wasn't just Picard. He also did it with Soji. He's like, that's Data's daughter. She, the tilt. Like, well, she did that weird he- yeah. head tilt. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Head tilt. That was a very... I Becky noticed. walked out of the room when that head tilt happened. She was holding the baby and like, you know, walking around with him. And so she was turned away and I was like, oh, she just did the data head tilt. And then Riker was like, oh, she just did the data head tilt. And I was like, high five, Riker. <laughs> and he reached out through the screen yeah. and high five and then he let me stroke his beard. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it's, it, it looks even softer than my beard. Mm-hmm. I... There were so many things I loved about this episode. I really do hope we get to see more of Riker and his family. Um, their house is amazing. Yeah. I um, liked how it's like... That, there's that moment... Well, there's that moment where Riker's like, yep. shields up, initiate anti-cloaking. That's exactly what I was about to mention. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious how like, yeah. he like puts like the shields up first, and then Picard's like, "You're it's Romulan, so you're probably going to want to do this other thing. And he's like, does that other thing. And I'm pretty sure he has like an Alexa, because he's just like, yeah. Alexa, yep. music off. And yeah. Alexa, Wait, put up on. the shields. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alexa, I like it just kind of casually. She's offering to guard my home. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> she went happy to help. The cops if show you up in ten minutes and knock home, down his door. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I didn't know she had that capability. <laughs> you, you just hear like a shotgun, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, hey, did you catch uh, the thing in this episode that means that you have to use one of your your patented j- jingles, Tyler? When they're when they're all sitting around the table, and they're like, "Oh, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna find a planet?" And it's got it's got two red moons and a bunch of lightning and a little girl. You know what she was over there doing? Googling. Yeah, what? she googled that shit. No, she didn't. She texted her she friend. She did. She texted her friend. But I, I literally watched it. And it was like, was Google that shit. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I texted my like weird old retired crazy captain friend. And I was like, yeah. oh, well, that's almost as I good. was, I was, when you were talking about that, I'm like, was there a cat this great. episode? And I missed it. Where was this cat at? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So is that guy, I forgot his name. I have it written down. Captain something or another. Is that a person that's been in Star Trek before? Captain Crandall. I don't think so. But so she's I just can Fritz with a weird ring in the bells for me. Captain Crandall. I don't know who that is. Nope. It, yeah, it didn't ring any hmm. bells for me. Could have been. Um, apparently, it is no one. Uh, no. the name of a superhero on Timo Supremo. So. Um, probably not. That's probably <laughs> not the one they're talking about. Hmm. <laughs> but guessing. maybe. But maybe. Rip it, Crandall. That's... Um, so they find out where it is, and the, at first they're like, we're going to need a ship. You're going to get it from this crazy old guy with a broken ship. But then the Picard makes it through, so I guess they're not going to... Are we going to meet Captain Crandall yeah. at this point? Or did he know. just tell no, us where to go? No. Um, do you think that compass is going to... He gonna, just told us where It's to broken. Go. You think it's going to do anything? I feel like it's going to be a key. That's what it would be if it was Star Wars. It would be like, this is the key you need to open a door somewhere for some reason. She's going to fix it somehow. How does a compass or it's break? it's going to tell them that there's... It's a magnet. 
some yeah, I mean, it, it might alert them to some sort of magnetic field that saves Soji lo- Soji's life Maybe. that she mm. doesn't walk into. Or it's just like a symbolic gesture from a sad little girl who lost her brother to another sad little girl who lost her sister, and it's just an emotional thing and doesn't have to have any yeah. deep plot significance. You know, that could be it too. Yeah. It- this was a real emotional it episode. Was. Of oh, it really was. Here's a question I have. I mean, between Hugh and... <laughs> How are you guys feeling about the way that this show seems to handle the cameos? Because we've had Seven of Nine, and now in this one, Riker and Troy, and then Hugh. And Hugh, arguably, no, not even arguably, quantifiably, is the least important of those characters in the Star Trek mm-hmm. uh, canon at large. And yet he's the only one who got more than one episode. And I don't, it well, kind of bums me I out mean, that, it, that Seven and Riker and Troy are just like in and out. I think like, Seven's coming Goodbye. back before the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I think that's the reason is that a lot of these characters we'll see again, okay. supposedly. Yeah. And I'm thinking season two, will get more mm. of these characters. Whereas, a lot of this season, like the start of this season, has been based around that Borg cube, the mm-hmm. artifact. Mm-hmm. So we got to see a lot more Hugh because of that. I also like that the cameos aren't random; they are very essential to the story. <laughs> yeah, so far, I think that's been. I think that's been. How do you feel about well. the rate of uh, cameos, like characters coming back and then dying? I feel like it's like 50-50 chance. So it's like you see your favorite character and you're like, how do I feel about this? If this show killed oh, off man. Riker, I, like people would riot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, Tyler, you did a poll recently. Uh-huh. Well, about yep, that. That, that's this week's poll. So, yeah, we have a poll out right now that is, who's your favorite number one? Who's the number one number one? Is it human number one or is it dog number one? So we'll tell you the results of that next week, but we can talk about uh, the poll from this week, which Troy is probably heavily invested in because it's about the economy. Oh God! Yeah. So we <laughs> asked. I would have uh, missed the economy conversation. <laughs> the economy comes up in this episode because uh, Rios is like only once. But I've yeah. got a paying customer. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> You're making my child cry with your yeah. talk of the economy, Tyler. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, our question this week was, does the Federation have an economy? And I think we probably could have worded that better because comments are like, uh, let's see, a post-scarcity economy is still an economy. And that's a totally accurate <laughs> response. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, so we have yeah. uh, 63% said yes. 8% said no. I think that was me. Um Twenty nine percent said sometimes. So, hey, <laughs> so oh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, we talked about the Ferengi and how the Ferengi have an economy, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I've been musing on this. It's keeping me up at night. <laughs> Do the Ferengi actually pay for goods with latinum? I'm sorry, my child. I tell you, he hates economics. He's just really upset by it. I don't know that they actually pay for goods them. with Latinum. It's instead they use it for like like if you have a meeting with someone, you give a couple strips of Latinum to them like as like a sign of respect. So I think that that the economy that the Frankies have isn't even even that isn't actually like material goods based. 
I think. Discuss. I thought it was Latinum based. But what did they, like, Quirk doesn't charge people at, at the bar for drinks. Does he? Have we ever mm-hmm. seen him, like, yeah. actually charge someone? I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Yeah, mm, I'm pretty yeah. sure we've seen him take plenty. Uh, and Isn't there a they'll... tab? It was like a joke yeah. about a tab at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a joke about a tab. And there's also the gambling that they do with all the Latinum that you see. That's right. All the time in Quarks, where mm-hmm. they're playing Dungja? Dungjot. Jot, yeah. That's it. Uh, and they're throwing Latinum into, like, it's almost like a roulette-style yeah. thing, and they, they they keep gambling. So I'm guessing, yes, Latinum is their source of currency. Speaking uh, of Quark's Bar, do you think Morn's going to make an appearance? <laughs> Who does? I mean, uh, he, so he's... Morn- you go, you go, you go, MC. You got yeah, this. Yeah, he's a complicated character because he is a complicated character. <laughs> all of his story is told by other people, relaying yeah. what he's just said off screen. Mm-hmm. He never actually speaks, but he's always sitting at the bar at Quarks. Yeah, he's like this background character, but I want to say he's in like every single episode of Deep Space Nine, just <laughs> always sitting at the bar. I might be wrong, but yeah. It's funny. Um, so let's see. What else um, you got for us? I, you guys got anything else to talk about? I've got questions I want to ask Troy since he missed them. See if he has any thoughts. But other than that, I got nothing else. Um, let's see, let's see, just checking my notes. Oh, there was that line about, uh, Picard, I mean, sorry, I think, I can't remember who said it, but, uh, teenagers can be very, a very humbling experience. I'm pretty that sure that's right think, yeah. towards Picard. Because yeah. he calls Soji a teenager, and then he's like, practically. It's like, that's <laughs> I mean, she's a three, weird way to put but, that. Yeah. She's um, either three or, like, 28, somewhere between the two. <laughs> Yeah, and there was that weird like land bridge thingy in the background. Did you guys mm-hmm. see that on that planet? Yeah, n- nope. Yeah, I that was kinda I, I'm, nice I'm touch. Just, land bridge. I just reckon that's the three moons. Yeah, that could be. Um, it, it flooding happens, so they, that they need a land bridge there because a river will rise up whenever. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrifying. Uh, I have yeah. to give a shout out because <laughs> Becky commented on it to uh, the Rikers' house in general, like. That's just a nice yeah. looking house. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I do, I do have concerns about bugs, so I assume there's no bugs on Neopinthe because, like, every possible mm. opening on the house was wide open, and I'm like, that thing would just be full of bugs all the time. Uh, <laughs> but that also specifically their table. I'm, I'm Becky's sitting on the couch, and I'm kind of making fun of her by mentioning this. She loved the 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 Rikers table where it had the candles all over mm-hmm. the, the centerpiece. She's she's <laughs> saying she liked the candles. That would be such an inconvenient table to be sitting at. Because imagine if you were on one side of that table and I was on the other side. And you're like, hey, Troy, can you pass the salt? And then we both burn our hands in the process. <laughs> it's not a good plan. <laughs> That's one of those tables. Uh, they I set that Beck- up when they moved in. And then like three days later, they would have been like, get all these candles out of here. <sighs> yeah. So my thing is the relationship between Picard and Riker. It mm-hmm. it's quantified in the scene uh, where they're 
trying to talk to Soji about who she actually is, and um, it Picard's trying to get her to trust him, and Will steps up in Picard's defense and is like, "I've known this man for thirty five years," and Picard's like, "Stop! No, wait! Let let me do this," and he's like. You can read my heartbeat. You can see mm-hmm. my eyes dilate. You can hear my voice. You can trust me, Soji. And that's all he says. He, he, he like, points out that she can read him better than any lie detector. And it's like, am I telling the truth when I say you can trust me? And she's like, well, I guess I have to. But it's also a perfect scene to display Riker's and Picard's relationship at the same yeah. time. I like that because it, yeah. it well it also showed his relationship to Data because he's like I know Data could do these things and so like I know you can do these things you can you can detect my heartbeat right now you might not know it but if you think about it you can detect like my heartbeat and my eye dilation do like, you think that's a, a thing that you're aware of even if you don't realize it do you think a duritanium heart sounds mm-hmm. differently than a regular heart <laughs> maybe probably hey did anybody tell Tyler about how Picard lost his heart I did. Okay. That that was my um, uh, yep. episode recap that I tried to do at my Troy impression, but it, I'm not very good okay, at okay. it. As long as it got across, I just want to make sure. <laughs> we, I, I think we more... spent about 10 minutes talking about it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, see, normally it's um, several minutes of Troy ranting about the episode, whereas I ranted for the about the episode for about two minutes, and then we all had a discussion about it for ten minutes. <laughs> so That's I think true. it was a little bit more even. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling a little attacked by that. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Your, your descriptions are way more fun. Uh-huh. We're glad to and have you And you back. get a lot more across. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, I have, a, I have a question from the peanut gallery. Now, Becky can't hear you, so... She won't hear your answer to the question that she's asking And she you. won't listen to the podcast. So. She also won't listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, a flawed, this is a flawed system. But she wants to know. So Eric asked me when I came in if I cried at the Riker hug. She <laughs> wants to know what your reaction was to Riker. Like, did you, did you care as somebody who hadn't shown? And, and to Troy being there. Did you have any emotional reaction to them I mean, without having the nostalgia? I didn't cry. But, I mean, I could. I mean. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. The, um, oh God! I, I wish she could hear that right now. <laughs> oh, he's this is such a profound statements he's making. It's really so. Uh, just like <laughs> I don't like Riker <laughs> seems like such a warm and kind person, and Picard is not yeah. like that, but he brings that out in him. So like I don't know. That mm-hmm. was it made Riker's me like Picard more because like Picard has not been likable this whole show. He's kind of been an asshole. <laughs> But like he doesn't know he's an asshole, so it's like, eh. yeah, yeah. Um, Riker is mostly likable. It's like, oh, Grandpa, he doesn't know any better. <laughs> I was debating telling you about the time that Riker maybe raped a woman and then blew up the space station, <laughs> but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> oh yeah, let, let's let's save that. Let's, let's oh, not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about troubles. Um. Yeah, so Troy, I got some questions for you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we already talked about this, but I want to see if you have any idea. Uh, Eleanor finds this like dog tag, and he like clicks it, and it says yeah. Fenris SOS initiated. What's that yeah. about? Uh, that's that's seven of nine. Mm. 
That's the 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 organization that's seven nine, the Fenris Rangers. That's that's her group. <gasps> oh, that's oh, okay. Right. I right. knew it sounded familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think she is going to show wait, back wait, up, wait. Uh, based on that. Cool. I don't know why it was just yeah, randomly hanging somewhere in the yeah, porn cube. Because she didn't give that to Picard, weird. right? She gave it to Picard. She maybe gave it to Elnor. No, right? she gave it to Picard when she okay. left. When she when she oh. took the two big guns and went and did all the murders. <gasps> did Picard like trip and fall That's and it fell right. out of his pocket? Well, he almost fell off that one like chasm at one point, right? Like maybe that one Borg the, who was like Lacutus? Maybe he, he got picked it his pocket and yeah, and then left it for her. <laughs> that guy's got to yeah, be something, right? The cutest? Like, it was just weird. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it just randomly pops his head out. What's the um, next question? Yeah, the so cutest? next question. Final question. Uh, what do you think the queen cell, what do you think that's, that's going to do when it's activated? What the queen cell is going to do when it's activated? Yes, because that's Elnor's goal right now is oh, to activate yeah, the queen cell. yeah, because they said it's got all kinds of stuff in it. It's got power. It's not just the transporter. It's... Uh, Listen, Elnor, I, I want to say Elnor is going to blow up the whole dang board cube, but now he's like pledged his sword to the XBs. And if you blew up the whole dang board cube, he'd blow up all the XBs. So I think that he's going to, he's going to reinstate the collective is what he's going to do. It's going to be like that one episode mm-hmm. of Voyager where there was a bunch of Borgs who were no longer part of the collective, but they had their own thing going. And it was like, no, we're not part of a collective. We're part of a cooperative. And it's very different. We just all hold hands and sync our thoughts together and make decisions based on a group think process instead of operating individually. And that's what he's going to set up with the XBs. And then once they do that, they're going to kick all the Romulans off the ship. Unimatrix Zero, I want to say. No, Unimatrix Zero is the one where it turns out that all the Borgs that are still in the Collective, when they go to sleep, they dream of being in a paradise planet. And it's, yeah, that's it's weird. weird. Seven had a boyfriend there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. We're out of time, Tyler. We can't talk about Tribbles this week. Instead, yeah, you have to take us to the plugs. The plugs. Okay. <laughs> so, do I have time? I've got, I'm have got. i going to wait until it's a minute, and then I'm going to do it. See if I can do this in a minute. Okay. Oh, no. My screen went black. Okay, it's back. Um, so, here's some plugs. You can listen to more of MC and Troy on the best animated shows ever, so far, where they watch, rank, and review every cartoon ever, so far, based on his first three episodes. It's a broken system, but it's okay. They get, they deal with it. It's, it works. Uh, you can find more of Eric's work on Epic Fells of History, that's Epic with a K, where he talks about humanity's greatest failures and what we can learn from them. Uh, you can find links to everything I just mentioned in the show notes, as well as links to everyone's social media and a link to our discord channel where you can talk to us about star Trek Picard and other stuff, including James Bond, because we're doing a James Bond podcast right now, all of us. And we just changed the schedule because Bond got delayed. So check out podcasters assemble season 003. Be quick. Are you done? Okay. Troy, how do we end it? We got to go pizza planet for to beam out. hey and welcome to the second half of the podcast where eric and i talk about the next time on so today we're talking about episode eight's preview trailer uh broken pieces so eric what is happening like 27 seconds i feel like so much is happening (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, so um, Tyler and I listened. We rewatched the uh, the trailer like eight times. I want to say um, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, they crammed so much into those 27 seconds. Um, the first thing of note is that Seven of Nine's yeah. back. That's so, awesome. Yeah, um, which makes sense. Uh, once uh, Troy pointed out that that Fenris thing is like, she's part of the Fenris Rangers. So <laughs> I'm glad someone remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I did not yeah. catch at all. But um, no, I'm glad to see that she's back. It looks like she's going to actually be pretty um, crucial to the storyline. Yeah. I mean, which makes sense because she's also an ex-Borg. It looks like she's like you know? wired into something at one point. There's like these green glowing things coming off of her. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to, I don't want to speculate too much. I don't want to ruin it for myself. But do you think she's the queen or like the new queen? Do you think she's kind of taking no that clue. place? Um, I, I don't, not ever <laughs> seeing an episode with the with a queen on it i don't fully understand yeah. the concept other than that i guess they like control the borg collective kind of so i'm wondering if she's able to kind of you know plug in and kind of take control of the cube in maybe. some way yeah maybe she's the one who activates the queen cell yeah but the weird thing is, is she says, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. So if it's something she doesn't know, like that means that the Borg themselves aren't aware of what's coming. Yeah. Which is and we seem to see the cube rebuilding itself. Yeah, that was interesting. And I mean, that happened in the show a number of times is like when they would be fighting a Borg cube, it would be it, it would keep repairing itself. Yeah. Uh, so and then we see a shot cool. where I know you guys have said in the past that the Borg are like zombies, but I didn't expect them. But it looks like zombies devouring a person. Um, yeah, I have no idea what to think about that. <laughs> is that how Borg uh, that normally... was a flashback scene, wasn't it? Don't you think? I have I no know. clue. Um, do they normally like <laughs> eat people? Is that a thing? No. Okay. Cause... No, that's not. As far as I'm aware, that's not a thing. They we up, seen it that looks like a zombie attack. <laughs> yeah, I whew, I don't know. Um, there's a lot. There's so much going on here, and I'm not sure what's related to what. But they do say something about uh, something far worse is coming. Yeah. I have no idea what that could be. Because the Borg are pretty bad, you know, as far as, you know, hierarchy of, you know, star trek enemies you know it doesn't get much worse than that you know yeah i um, i don't know it could be the whole collective the whole collective's coming that would be bad that would be very bad <laughs> but um i don't i mean the, just the way they said it, it sounds like it's something we haven't seen before but i don't know yeah i mean we see this one quick sounds pretty ominous shot that looks like soji shooting a lot of people it might not be yeah. soji it's it's hard to tell because it's from behind yeah um, yeah well and then so the the preview starts out with them saying uh what you're about to experience will drive you mad mm -hmm. so it's got to be something to do with the the secret that we keep hearing about but what could be what could be so crazy that it drives you mad like what you know what i mean like that doesn't make sense to me still yeah i, I don't know um I, it's got to be more than what we've seen from agnes you know, like just seeing a planet blowing up. Yeah. I don't know. And also the group you see at the beginning, they kind of, I, they look like witches or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like some kind of, I want to say it's like either a Vulcan or Romulan cult of some kind. Yeah. 
I, it's probably the Tal Shiar Shiar, whatever they're called. Yeah, the and, Vasquez or whatever. I'm pretty sure. No, what was it? The, that, that, I need to look that up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> in uh, this episode we just talked about, uh, mm-hmm. during like Agnes's uh, mind melt with Commodore O, I'm pretty sure we see Commodore O in that like outfit, like with that hood. Right. Yeah, so she's probably part of whatever that is. Yeah. We see the planet blowing up again. Um, we get an interesting scene where Agnes is back awake and talking to Picard, and she says, do you believe in hell? Neither did I until I saw it. So. Mm. Yeah. Could be something that happens in the future. I mean, uh, especially if Commodore O was sharing memories of some kind of destruction that happens in the future. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, the ships we see showing up at the uh, cube mm-hmm. are those like pretty regular Borg ships or anything, no, nothing you recognize? I don't, think, I don't think those are Borg. Okay. They, they definitely didn't look Borg, but I didn't really get a good look at them. They didn't, they didn't look recognizable. Hmm. So yeah, not positive. I imagine it's something new, you know. There was some kind of weird beam at one point. Did you see that? Um, I saw... It looks like Rios and Rafi are, like, behind a force field of some sort. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I see the beam you're talking about. That looks like someone, like, jumping to, like, light speed or something to me, but I don't know. I think it's, like, a wormhole or something. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like they're going to be setting up stuff for season two in this next episode, because there's no way all of this can wrap up. Is this the last episode of the season? No. Um, Oh. There is... Ten is, right? Yeah. So there's going to be... There's eight, nine, and ten. So we got three more. Oh, okay. I wonder if it's going to be, like, how the first three episodes were one story. Maybe the last three are one story arc as well. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> there is one one more thing I do definitely want to point out. And you probably wouldn't have gotten anything from this, but there's a quick shot of what looks like uh, like a robotic face. Yeah. You saw two eyes. Yeah, I saw that. So that, that looked a lot like a character from Star Trek Discovery. Hmm. There's this character named Arium, uh, and she... It's kind of a spoiler, so I don't know if I should tell you. I, I'm okay with it. um so she actually dies in season two of discovery and that whole season has this plot to do with this this ai um it's like this evolving ai and it seemed like they were hinting that that could have been the origin of borg in some way but they never definitively said whether it was um but yeah it seems like there might be some kind of connection to that because that looked a lot like that character so i don't know so that's like a synth yeah well it's kind of weird um arium is a character she's kind of a cyborg she's mostly synthetic but she's got a human brain like she she was in some tragic accident but they were able to save her her brain basically okay uh so she's got like an entirely synthetic body so she's kind of like general Uh, grievous how he has like a brain yeah like a heart i think he also has lungs i think because he's always coughing (laughs) right yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah she's kind of a general grievous from star trek but she's a good character and well until she gets hacked by this evil ai and then she tries to kill everyone 
and they are forced to kill her, and it's very sad. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I'd be really curious to see if this somehow ties into that in some way. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. next episode looks like it's going to be very action-packed. We had our fillings episode, about to get the lasers. Well, then again, we thought, of, we thought that about this episode from the last preview, but it was just a flashback scene where that planet was blowing up. Yeah, so. and we see that again in this, so... Yeah, it could just be more flashes of that uh, that mind meld. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, we see all this stuff happening on the cube, so there's going to be a well, lot true. of action. All the boards. Yeah, stuff, I don't think yeah. we're going to see a planet blow up other than in a flashback this episode. Yeah. But maybe. I don't know. Yeah, totally. When do you think <laughs> um, Picard's illness is going to become, you know, like a, a plot point, like an important, like when is it going to see like fruitation? <sighs> that's a good point um i don't know if they're just going to kind of draw that out throughout the series um i mean it could be that maybe the season kind of ends with a cliffhanger where something happens and he's like you know his life's on the line because of that yeah um i don't know i kind of don't want to know you know i want picard to be okay <laughs> but yeah i don't know we'll see yeah, I don't know if it's like you think I'm just along like for the Borg rim in it. It could be, you know, when they activate. I would the queen really cell. love it if it was something like that. Yeah, like he's somehow he's like being manipulated by the Borg, kind of like how Agnes is being manipulated by whatever weird cult that is yeah. that Commodore is part of. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting episode. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I guess we'll we'll see everyone next week. Sounds good, man. <laughs> Two to beam out. <laughs> <laughs> Stop recording. Um, um, oh, uh, there was a couple things I wanted to mention uh, that I forgot to bring up earlier in the episode. I don't know if you want to like edit this back in earlier. It's not a big deal. We could just you can just say it now. Leave it. Uh, you haven't stopped recording, have you? No. Okay. No, cool. I'm still recording. Uh, so they go to planet South Carolina. What? <laughs> um, so, uh, that planet, was it Nepetith? Nepety? Uh-huh. Something like that? Nepeth. Nep um, I knew it earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Meg, yeah, we were watching it and Meg called it, uh, planet South Carolina. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It just <laughs> it, it looked like Earth basically with just like a few changes here. Yeah. And there. Oh, I forgot to ask. Um Yeah. In the main episode, do you think that's Earth being blown up? Because it didn't look like Earth to me. It wasn't blue enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's Earth. I don't know for sure. It definitely wasn't Romulus because that would have had a green tint to it. Yeah. And but... isn't Romulus already blown up? It is already blown okay. up, so, <laughs> so they wouldn't be like freaking out yeah, over that. Yeah, and I feel like the Romulans wouldn't care if Earth gets blown up. So, what other planet is important enough? I don't know, man. Um, I wish I knew. I just don't know enough. You know what I think it is? What's that? Nepenthe. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh, Troy's gonna cry so much. Oh, that's depressing. I, I don't think it's that. That wouldn't make sense. Like, why would the Romulans yeah, care? No, totally not. They're like, all of the bunny corns. <laughs> 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 We've got to save them. them. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like save the whales, save the bunny corns. Hey, I mean, you know, they did a Save the Whales uh, episode. Oh, they? they actually did a whole movie. They did a whole movie. Star Trek Four is all about that. Hmm. It's the weirdest thing ever. Hey, everyone. Scott here with my good pal, Rich. Say hi, Rich. Hi. And we're here today to tell you about a podcast we host together with our buddies, Jay and Bill. The RPG After Years. The After what? The RPG After Years. Our show has entered into a new era of covering everything RPGs, both old and new. Thus, it is after its first era. It's the After Years. I thought RPG was rocket-propelled grenade. No, RPG stands for role-playing game. It's a genre of video game. Every week, we go through the latest news and discuss other relevant RPG-related topics. We also review RPGs as we complete them. So an RPG is not a rabid Portuguese goose? No, thank God. From Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy to The Witcher and Cyberpunk, we've got RPGs covered from the dawn of time to the far-flung future. Oh, I've heard of Final Fantasy. I'd hope so. So check us out on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast listening platform happens to be. You can also find us at probablywork.com. Level up your podcast feed with the RPG After Years. Enjoy the show. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.